Blog Talk Radio. Stephanie, and if you visited um, 
the Daily Venus Divas website today. It was so cute on the top of the website. It was a little uh, cupcake, and it said, Happy Birthday to Stephanie. I thought that was real cute. So happy birthday. Um, definitely thank you for all that you do in the community. Not only is she a contributor for uh, – this podcast, but she's also, as you know, the um, editor-in-chief of Daily Venus uh, Divas Magazine, and she also is involved with the Fuller Woman Expo, plus a, a host of other things. So happy birthday. Now, tonight's guests include activist Marilyn Warren, creator of the I Stand Against Weight Bullying campaign, Denise Badeau, plus model and star of Nouveau TV's Curvy Girls, but up first is Charmin Canton. Charmin Canton is an award-winning romance novelist and wrote the first bridal, bridal guide for full-figured women entitled Down That Island Style, a wedding guide for full-figured women released by Wind River Publishing. She is teaming up with curvy celebrity stylist and fashion blogger Sherry Collins for Down That Isle, a celebration of style and romance for curvy brides as a multimedia project book and webisodes. Their intention is simple to show curvy brides and style go together like peanut butter and jelly. Let's welcome Sharon to the show. Hey, gosh, Shanice, how are you? Thanks I'm for having wonderful. me. How are you? I am doing pretty good. A little bit tired today, but none the worse for wear. Well, the last time you appeared on the show was a couple years ago. It was 2008, and I know a lot has happened since then. Oh, my goodness. Yes, indeed. Quite a bit. My God, how is this time flying by like this? <laughs> I know. So, well, first thing I want to talk about, um, you're saying you're a little tired today, and when you were on the show last, you told us um, about your MS and how you're kind of an act- activist in that area. So how is your health and how are you feeling these days? I'm feeling okay. You know, um, I'm getting along as it goes on. And In fact, this month is um, my I'm officially having – MS for 16 years. I was diagnosed in February. 16 and that's years an accomplishment back. because sometimes you don't know um, how long somebody will uh, live after they're diagnosed. Correct? Yeah. So how long you it'll be before you become wheelchair bound and lots of other things start to happen to you. It's you know it's an insidious disease because it just kind of it, it wears at you. You know you're relapsing, remitting you relapse and then you'll go into remission and um you know I'm at the point now where I'm considered uh secondary progressive which means that every time I have a relapse I'm left a little a little more debilitated there's a, a little debil- you know a little bit of more disability that's left with each attack so what's happened now is I'm working really closely I have a terrific neurologist and I've been taking, um, I'm on a few different medications. Mm-hmm. I take an injection that costs an incredible, ungodly amount of money a month. Uh-oh. And and, um, and I go to I go to physical therapy, and I do some MS yoga and Tai Chi to keep myself together. Oh, and that's then good. I just 
you know, I'm just keeping it. I'm just kind of keeping it happening, and and I stay active with my mind through writing and and kind of keeping my fingers out there because I'm always, you know, and nobody. I, I may not be as vocal out there, but I'm always skulking around, seeing what's going on out there in the plus size world, see what the curvy girls are doing. All right. Well, and well, it's good to hear that you're doing well. Um, in 16 years, that's a, a blessing, and I, yeah. I'm hoping you have 16 more. Oh, now, I am too. Thank you. So one of the other things that you uh, mentioned in the last interview was about your literary agency. Now, are you still doing that? or I actually still am doing that. I, I What I did is I, I kind of uh, condensed it a little bit where I don't have as many clients because I, I have a lot of clients at one point, and I had some people that would come in and interns that would help me. And um, and what I've done is I had to do a little bit of a a little bit of a cleaning house, and it's nothing against the writers because believe me, when you're an agent, you're kind of like in a you're kind of in a mama you know you know a, mo- a mother duck mother hen role you know, mm-hmm. so you you're really you take these people on because you believe in their talent, you believe in it, you believe in what their work is, you believe that you can find them a deal, and you believe that there's going to be an editor out there that's going to see what it is that you see. And, you know, it's really a leap of faith. It's all about having that faith. And what happens is that the problem, what starts to happen is that eventually it starts to cost you a little bit more to to get those things out there than it is bringing you in. So you have to kind of streamline yourself down. I still have a number of clients, mm-hmm. and uh, most of them have publishing deals. I mean, I mean, nobody's on the New York Times bestsellers list yet, but, you know, but, you know I haven't given up on that either. Hmm. All right. So that's, that's still going strong and successful. Yes, I'm glad to hear that. Now tell us, about your book, Down That Aisle in Style, A Wedding Guide for the Full-Figure Woman, to the listeners that are um, not familiar with you in this project. Well, um, this came about many, many, many moons ago, um, not too long after I was diagnosed with um, with MS is when I started writing the book, but my absolute craziness about weddings happened when I was like two or four years old. I was just like in love with weddings. I loved everything they had to do with them. I loved the dresses, the cakes, just the whole the pomp and circumstance. I really thought that was great. But um, what really led to me writing about it and getting into this book was because, you know, I've never been a little girl. Even when I was a little girl and, you know, and and you know, gravity was much kinder to me when I was younger. I had, you know, yeah, you know, I was bigger than most of the other girls. Now I realize now that I actually had a hot body, but I wouldn't have known that back then because you know, the girls were skinny. Right. So I was like, God, I'm just this big fat thing. And but I really actually had a very good. I had a good figure and what have you. And but I I never felt good about me. You know, I never did. And I really it took being ill. I hate to say it. It took being ill with first cancer. That was my first thing. Oh, I and, know it. Uh, my bad. I actually had uterine. I had. I was diagnosed with uterine cancer when I was 23 years old. I did and, not know it. Yeah, and um, I actually had a, hyster- a hysterectomy, um, uh, just about a complete hysterectomy before I turned 30. I wow. had it I was uh, 
two months before I turned my 29th birthday. Wow. Uh, I fought a lot. I, I went through chemotherapy, the whole nine yards. I mean, you name it. You are and a survivor. I, yeah, you have to be. I mean, you, you really have to be. And I think being ill and having that happen to me kind of woke me up because I had been obsessed with my body and not being skinny enough before that. Mm-hmm. I always felt like I was never good enough. I was never, you know, I was just not making it. You know what I'm saying? I, was, I wasn't, like, as cute like the other girls. And and I always wanted to be that. And then when I heard those words that, you know, that you're sick and now you've got to fight for your life at this particular point, all the idea of having to be a particular size, you know, just flew out the window right. and you start thinking about your life. And and after dealing with it and going through chemotherapy and all the other things that you do, um, it's a humbling experience. But at the same time, it's an enlightening one, and it's one that gives you pause to realize that you have to be happy in your own skin and realize that you're wonderfully made, that you know what, what God has cast for you is a wonderful cast. And how dare we sit around and and pick the and try to find the flaws all the time? Right. So stop looking at it as ugly. Start looking at the pretty. And I just kind of changed my attitude, and I decided I asked God, you know, because when you're sick, you bargain with God, mm-hmm. and we do a lot of bargaining with God. And I said, you know, if I get out of this, I really am going to focus on trying to take this message of learning how to love yourself and realizing that being a beautiful woman or a beautiful bride, because since I do love weddings in particular, has nothing to do with what size you are. It really doesn't. Right. It's about, you know, what kind of person you are, if you're a sweet person. I mean, because it just it just doesn't matter because, let's face it, you know, skinny girls get divorced and cheated on. And then curvy girls get divorced and cheated. I mean, right. it's just all, it happens to all of us, you know, right. and it doesn't right. matter what size we are. Right. So to be so hung up on it right. is just kind of crazy. So you wrote this book, and um, besides writing the book, you also were doing wedding consulting and coordinating. Yes, now, I was. Are you, are you still doing that type of work? Well, every now and again when somebody asks me to to do something special for a wedding or something like that, I'll, I'll come out and do it. That doesn't bother me at all. I love going bridal shopping and doing the wedding planning. And, I'm, I mean, really that's part of what's led up to the project that I'm working on now with Cherie Collins is that the fact that I love shopping for wedding gowns. And I wanna I wanna take the sting out of it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because there's so so many girls, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of girls who probably watch the show on TLC, um, you know, say yes to the dress mm-hmm. and they have that one particular pond they do say yes to the dress, big bliss, which is for your plus size bride. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as ratings go, apparently they actually get higher ratings for that for those particular kinds of episodes than they do their regular ones. Hmm. So I be, and I sat down. That's supposed to tell that tells you something because there is there is that a little bit of something that you you want to see a girl that kind of looks like you. You know, right. she's got you know she's got some boobs. 
She's got a little belly. She's got some, you know, she's got a little, she's got, what's my son tell me, junk in the trunk. She's got some junk in her trunk. And you want to see a girl that looks like that. And I haven't been to the point where I have to um, have wedding plans just yet, but I can imagine um, just finding the gowns would be hard because they all the stores don't carry uh, the plus sizes. You have to order it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and then I and I really don't like that idea that you know when you go into a store because you know what? Let's face it, when it comes down to getting married, all of us girls we have bought in the Cinderella lock, stock, and barrel years ago, mm-hmm. and we want to find that prince charming. And when our prince charming comes along, and he gets down on that bended knee or however he proposes to you, because tomorrow is Valentine's Day, so. There could be quite a number of proposals getting ready to go down tomorrow, too. And, you know, when that happens to you, that's such a joyful experience, you know. And and I really think that what happens for a lot of plus-size brides-to-be is that the, the joy gets taken away because of the shopping experience because right. they're not finding what they want. You walk into a store, and instead of being able to go, Oh, can I try this on? Well, we don't. We our, our samples only go up to size, you know, fourteen. And right. in the bridal world, a size fourteen sample is more like a ten or twelve. Right, and then that's not only for the brides, but for the bridesmaid dresses too. Oh I'm, yeah, then nobody's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. You can't order the several of them to try on in person. You kind of stuck with the one you order, right? Exactly. You don't get an opportunity to say, "Oh, well, let, let's put this on and see how this looks and see what I've," and have that same experience as somebody who's a size eight or a size, you know, a size, you know, a sample size four or a sample size um, six can right. have. You know, just sliding anything on and going, "Ooh, I can buy this." And that is, and and I really think that's terrible. And I think a lot of girls develop a fear of the shopping. That sometimes is the biggest fear of of the wedding planning. Is not it's not finding your venue and all this stuff. I think all of us have a little. We all of us have our little wedding plans in our heads. All of us right, have a little right. something in our head already. It's finding that dress. We want that dress that expresses our personal style. Our couple style for the for the person that you're with, the man that you're with, or your partner. I just want you know I'd like to be politically correct partner right. as well. Right. Uh, you know that expresses who you are and who you are as a couple. That's what you want to see in a wedding gown. That's what you want to see when you see when you see somebody's wedding. You know you see you ever, you ever see somebody that wears a dress and you know, it's like that looks like her. That just looks like her. Right. You know what I mean? You know, and then when they were in the wrong kind of thing, you've had the same thing where you're like, what in the world was she thinking putting that on? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, you go so, both ways. So it takes, you know, time and effort to find the right uh, wedding dress, especially if you're plus size. And so you're going to help a few women do that with your new project. Absolutely. Um, now you have a new project called Down the Aisle, a celebration of style and romance for curvy brides. Now, tell me, how is this different from your original project? Well, the original project was really kind of more of a textbook. 
Um, if you go into my first book, and I would really recommend, I, I would really say if you get, if you have the opportunity to pick it up, this is not just like you know, hey, look for myself to. It's a it's a textbook that really gives you kind of the soup to nuts of the how to. We I talk about fabric, what different types of fabrics mean to you, you know, um, you know, uh, what's an opera length glove. You know what's you know what kind of you know what's your train? What's the chapel? What's a suite? What's a cathedral? It's very textbook. It has some very beautiful pictures in it, but it's textbook. It really is kind of serves as more of a guide to give you kind of information, arming you with that. This book is taking it a step up by taking it into the style, talking about now you know all the terminology. Mm-hmm. Now I'm taking you into style. Sharia and I are taking you to style. We're talking about the types of gowns that are best reflected of your of your style, taking that knowledge that you have in the first book and now applying it to finding something that works and looks like you. And the idea, too, is that we want, you know, we've been working with, with Venus Divas to right. have, we want girls to send in their pictures of their, if you're, if you get betrothed tomorrow, get engaged, take a picture, write a little essay, and, you know, go to Daily Venus Divas and, and enter it in and put it and put your picture up and we'll put you up there. And we're going to choose between eight to ten brides to work with in New York because that's where we are. Mm-hmm. And we're going to kind of do a a bridal shoot with them. And oh, also, they get a photo shoot? They get a photo shoot to be in the book. And oh. we're also going to be talking as we're doing the well, I'm also going to be writing a little bit about their romance because I'm a romance author too at the same time. So I'm going to talk about their romance and the guys get their props in there too. So the fiancés and the partners will get their props as well. So wait, so let's make this clear about the contest. So you're specifically looking for full figure brides, what size, and like 14 and up? Or, 14 and up. We'll okay. take 14. If if you're 12, we we won't discriminate against okay. if you're 12. So full figure brides, and what they have to do is go to Daily Venus Diva and uh, submit. And to submit, how do you submit to be in this contest? Well, there's a link that they put on the. There's a link on the home page. If you go in the middle of the page, they'll say plus size bride with personal. We're calling it personal shopping, and. Uh, we're actually going to go out and get the gowns. We're going to go get the gowns from these designers. We're getting designers to give us gowns to take pictures in, and it's not it's it's for them to get an idea what kind of dresses that they want. If it turns out to be a dress that they turn out that they love and they absolutely need to ha- want to have it, um, we you know we can talk to the designer, and I would love to tell you we could give them a gown. I would love to tell you that kind of but stuff. But that's not a part of the contest. But, but that's not a part of the contest. I really wish I could. Believe me, if I had those kinds of pockets, I'd do it. But what they do get is a photo shoot, and we're featured in uh, Daily Venus Diva and featured in your book. Exactly, and there will also be a part. We have a producer that we're going to be doing webisodes. So we're going to be doing little webisodes for each couple, 
as talking, like giving an opportunity to talk about themselves, and we'll, we'll show what kind of dresses we put them in, and we'll discuss why we put them in the dresses, and as as we, and they'll be videoing as they take pictures of them. It's going to be kind of a very, it's going to be a very a style project. This is not going to be a bridezilla, somebody screaming, yelling, and carrying on, that kind of thing. It's not going to be a bridal salon where there's like you know they come they come with their whole clan to pick a dress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that drives me nuts. By the way, every time I see that on that show, it drives me crazy. So because when, it's the worst. when is the last day to enter this contest? Because it's just for the month of February. Of February, it goes until the it goes until the end of February. So they've got all of February to do this up until the 29th. And we're at once we have everybody in, we will be making a decision there and going through our pictures and stories, and we'll do that in March, and then we'll make an announcement. We're going to, you know, we're going to make sure we get ourselves lined up with Venus Diva, so we're we're right on the same page. Just let everybody know who's going to be a part of it. Um, you know, who's going to be a part of it. And but I will say this: we do have some sponsors who are throwing some little gifts in there for some of the people, for some of our brides that we consider. We're gonna, we, we are going to have like a, for a grand prize and like a kind of a second and third place kind of thing. And then okay. a little giveaways for the, for the remaining couples as well, which will include gift certificates for um, jewelry, makeup, invitations, you know, invitations are uh, quite expensive, mm-hmm. and also um, shapewear. Okay. Uh, she has uh, foundation wear to help women. You know, because I mean, even though how nice it is to look good in your gown, we want we want a little something underneath there to keep everything in place. Right. Well, it sounds like an awesome contest. Um, and thank you so much for being on the show to talk about your uh, latest project with us. Tell us the official website to keep up with everything you have going on. Well, our official website is, it, you can go to Down That Isle, uh, Down That Isle.com, Down That Isle and Style.com. We're on Type Pad. You actually just put it, you can actually put it in the Google search. You can also go to Cherie's website, which is Everybody Wears Shoes. Okay. And and find out about it. And of course, our wonderful people at da- at Daily Venus Diva. Well, so, awesome. Well, thank you. Go ahead. I'm, I'm not saying, and 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 you're covered. And if there's anything they also need, if they need to get in contact with me in particular, or they want to send us something directly, you can also email your your entry directly to us at brides at everybodywearshoes dot com. I don't want to forget that. I want to make sure I'm hitting all my bells, Miss Sheree. She knows what she's talking about. I, I like to make sure I'm getting. I got. I had my marching orders. I know what I'm doing. Well, awesome. Thank you so much uh, for being on the show and continued success with everything you do. Thank you so much. So I will think. And, and again, it's so good to talk to you, and it's so good to know that a woman like yourself, because you know everybody. By the way, Shanice is in my first book. Yeah. So, so if you want to check out her and her little sexy dress in there, yeah, I think y'all should like pick that up. <laughs> Take a look at look at Miss Shanice showing off her little her, her pageant sexy self at the time. She knows she knows how to work it. <laughs> well, thanks again. Um, not a problem. You have a good one. You too. Bye bye. All right. Take care, hun. Bye bye. Bye bye.
And up next on the show is Marilyn Wan. Marilyn is a full-time rad fatty. She wrote the book Fatso and created the 2012 Fatso Day Planner, among many other projects that celebrate weight diversity. Let's welcome Marilyn to the show. Hi, Marilyn. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me on, Shanice. I am so glad to be here, and I was just really enjoying your last guest. What a great program you put on. Well, thank you so much. And uh, the last time you've been on the show is the 2009, so a lot has happened with you um, since being on the show as well. So first, let's talk about health at every size, because I know all of my listeners are not familiar with that concept. Everything you do is, is based on health at every size. So tell us, what does this concept mean? Absolutely. I'm glad you asked because I think people have a lot of fear about health and weight-based health judgments, and none of us has a death wish, right? We all want to feel good and live a long, healthy life, and I agree with all of that. Um, As a fat activist, I am not a medical professional, but um, I have to answer a lot of those really very mean-spirited health arguments like, well, you can't be healthy if you're fat, and you don't deserve health insurance if you're fat, and all of you brought this on yourself. Anything, you know, if you have a, you know, a cavity, you brought it on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So Health at Every Size is a whole community of medical professionals, psychologists, nutritionists, researchers, scientists, exercise physiologists, all the things that I'm not, and they are all people who for their own reasons, have decided that defining health by weight is a bad idea. It just isn't doing people good, and it's actually in many cases doing people harm. And so as an alternative, they looked at all of the data and all of the science that we have, and they came up with this approach called Health at Every Size. And there's a professional organization, which I really think is a wonderful group, called the Association for Size, Diversity, and Health. And what Health at Every Size really simply says is start by loving your body right now because we take better care of the things we love. And Health at Every Size is not just for a plus-size person. That concept is for everybody because the projects you do is to promote diversity, but you don't exclude anybody. No, I um, I think people of all weights, including really very thin people, are suffering from feeling judged about their weight and fearing gaining weight. Mm -hmm. And so Health at Every Size definitely has an answer for that. It's a way to first love yourself, whatever your body's natural shape is, and then regain a happy, enjoyable, uncomplicated relationship with food and eating and with being physically active and doing something you enjoy and taking good care of your body by, you know, just moderate physical activity. Um, I don't call it exercise because I think people get a, you know, get a big head trip about the duty of exercise and the punishment of exercise, and that, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having fun with something you enjoy. So Health at Every Size has a lot of really great resources for reclaiming those health-enhancing habits um, because that's, I think, where a lot of people have focused their eating and their exercise habits to try to lose weight, and that weight loss goal 
is something that Health at Every Size says we can actually just let go of. That doesn't have to be the goal. Pretty much everyone, we have decades and decades of research on this, everyone who loses weight gains it back. Very, very few people maintain weight loss. So if we say that you can only be healthy if you lose weight, we're we're just dooming pretty much everyone. We're writing people's health off. And that's not that's not kind, you know? So I think health at every size has a really kind of it's about kindness and compassion toward our body. And that's for thin people and fat people and for adults and for children. And um it has really freed me from all of that training that we all get. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's not good or bad food. There's my knowledge of nutrition and what I feel like eating today and trusting my body and me to take good care of me. Or there's my knowledge of fitness and joyful movement and me knowing that I can find ways to move my body and feel good that don't require me to be around people who are mean to me. You know, stuff like that. Right. Now, this concept of health at every size, as I said, you um, use this concept in all of the projects that you create. Now, I want to discuss two of your latest projects. Um, one is the 2012 Fat So Day Planner. Now, tell me more about that. Oh, it's so much fun. Um well, you know, when I do fatso, fat fatso has some punctuation, fat exclamation point, and then so question mark. And I I keep saying, hey, I'm fat. So why do we make a big deal of that? Hey, there are fat people in our world and thin people. Why do we make a big deal of this? And I try to bring, you know, just make sure that I'm having fun and that people around me are having fun when I'm doing it. So the fatso book had that attitude and. I decided last year that I wanted to make something like a day planner that people could carry around with them and have as kind of a daily uh, inspiration, um, elevation, uh, reminder to be sassy and fierce and fabulous at every size. And so I created this day planner. It's got a calendar. It's got art for every month. There's a different fat animal of the month. and My favorite is the wombat, I think I have to admit. And... Um, there are some very, very tiny little, um, like, one-page um, essays about airline travel and about civil rights and about um, uh, health at every size and how to take good care of your body and about sexuality and romance and delightful, luscious sensuality. And then there are little toys and games built in, too. So, for example, if you flip the pages, uh, you get to see Reagan Chastain, who is famous on the Internet for for her fat and her dance and her opinions. And she dances, and then she and I belly bump. So if you flip the flip book, there's a little animation built in. So the whole thing is still available, Uh, even though I know it's February now. I think it's still a great book for the rest of the year and also just a fun thing to have as a journal. Um, It's available at a fat-positive and body-diverse celebrating shop online called Voluptuart. And I'm really grateful to the people at Voluptuart for welcoming the Fatso Day Planner there and taking care of people who want to get one. Awesome. So that's one of the projects you're currently promoting. And the second one is the I Stand Against Weight Bullying campaign. Now, first tell me the backstory, how this came about. Yeah, definitely. I was horrified, as I imagine many people were, who saw not quite a year ago, a um uh can you hear me okay? Uh-huh. 
Okay, good. I'm sorry. I heard a funny noise. There's a there's an ad campaign in Georgia and in Atlanta with billboards and TV ads, and they're showing fat children who are actually actors who are perfectly happy and healthy, but that's not how they look in these ads. And the messages are just so mean. And the, this ad campaign is coming from the Children's Hospital in Atlanta. It's just mind-boggling how they think that these mean, shaming, belittling ads that they have created would make anyone feel like they could improve their health. So I was horrified by them. Um, the one that really struck me was a photo of a little girl, a uh, chubby little girl, and in front of her belly on the photo it says, it's hard to be a little girl when you aren't one. And that's that's not a horrible message. That's a message about gender conformity. It's a message about weight conformity. And the ads are particularly targeting people of color and poor people in Atlanta. And so, of course, there's all that added in, mm. which is just not okay. And so I think uh, people in the fat community were angry about the ads. But then in January, an article came out questioning whether they were a good idea, whether they weren't shaming and harming children. And I agreed, and I just decided that I felt just a deep urge. Uh-oh, I think we had a little technical issue. Marilyn, are you there? Oh, shoot. Um... Let's see if we can get Marilyn back on the line. Well, she's on the line, but we're having some issues. Um, If we can't get her back, we'll just go on to Denise. Well, and as she was talking about the I Stand um, Against Bullying Weight campaign, um, a lot of you have seen the pictures pop up on Facebook, um, and the pictures are in black and white, and it says, I stand, and then uh, here's Marilyn calling back. Marilyn? Hi there. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm so okay. sorry. You so were doing better up, than I was, though. Thank but you. But that took up some of our, our time, so let's fast forward to um uh, Sure. Uh, what the campaign is and how people can get involved. Here's the fun thing. Uh, instead of a horrible warning and negativity of the ads that were in Atlanta, I created an image of myself that says, I stand in bright fuchsia letters and shows me, and then it says what I stand for and against. I stand against harming fat children and for health at every size. And I invited people to send me their photo and their credo, and I would make them one of these images. And so far we've had several hundred people participate, and I'm really excited to invite people listening to you and all of your people to participate. Send send a photo and, a, and what you stand for and against, really very short, just a few words, and then you can post your own Standard. I'm calling it like a standard for what we stand for, um, these I stand photos online, and they're getting a lot of attention. And there's also been a campaign that Reagan Chastain, the fat positive blogger, created to raise money to buy an actual billboard and a series of bus shelter ads in Atlanta. And that happened last week. Our community raised over $20,000. Wow. Really with no problem. And so we're going to have actual 
advertising in Atlanta, combating and speaking back to the negativity and the shaming, and offering a positive, sustainable, happy, fun approach for health for everybody. So I'm excited about that, and I I apologize for yammering on and on, but um, I hope people will find me online. um, You can find me on Facebook, and you can find me uh, just by email. Is it okay if I tell people Yeah, please do. Sure. My name is Marilyn, so it's M-A-R-I-L-Y-N at fatso.com, so that's F-A-T-S-O dot com, and you can send your photo and your credo directly there, and then you'll get your image back by email, and then you can post it and be part of this amazing campaign. I think people have just been excited to have a way that's safe and fun to stand up against treatment, the mistreatment that we all really don't want, and we've all had it, and none of us need it. And I um, joined the campaign, and I just uh, post mine up on Facebook and Twitter today, so I think it's wonderful uh, what you are doing, so keep up the good work. Thank you. I loved yours. Yours was wonderful. I loved what it said and how it looks. It's just great. And so um, tell us your official website so we can keep up with everything you have going on. Oh, my goodness. Well, the FATSO website is is not really going right now. There's stuff there, but it's not about this project. But there's a Tumblr, so people can go to istandagainstweightbullying.tumblr, that's T-U-M-B-L-R.com, or there's an I Stand Against Weight Bullying Facebook page, or if you'd like to get the day planner kind of for a daily boost of body positivity, that's available at voluptuart.com. So like the word voluptuous, but with art. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, and I definitely support all that you do. Again, keep up the good work. Oh, you're amazing. I'm just glad to have some time with you, and I love your show. Thanks. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Okay, bye now. Bye-bye. So last but definitely not least is Denise Badeau. Denise Badeau is a plus model from Miami, Florida, and Denise is half Puerto Rican and half Kuwaiti, making her a very interesting mix and look. In a few short years, Denise went from virtually unknown to a full-fledged working model on top of her game. She has modeled for companies including Kohl's, Macy's, Forever 21, Just My Size, Torrid, Ashley Stewart, Legs Avenue, Monique C., Kiona, Intimate Apparels, and Hips and Curves. Most recently, she appeared on Nouveau TV's Curvy Girls. Denise's career has no signs of slowing down, and you will be hearing much more from this young lady. Her star is just beginning to shine. Let's welcome Denise to the show. Hi, Denise. Denise? Uh-oh, we're having technical issues tonight. Denise, are you there? If you can hear me, maybe you need to hang up and call back because I have you on the line, but we can't hear anything. Okay, Denise just hung up, so we're going to wait for her to um, call back in, and hopefully we can get her on the air. I'm excited. Uh, to talk to Denise. She has really 
blossomed into an amazing model. All right, let's see if we can get her on the air. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Hi, Denise. How are you? Hi. Sorry, I think I went through some technical difficulties myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. We made it. So, first of all, you are half Puerto Rican and half Kuwaiti. Now, am I saying Kuwaiti right? Is that the way you say it? Yeah, that's how I say it. I don't think there's another way to pronounce it. I mean, I could be wrong, though, to be honest. Well, do you identify with both sides of your heritage, and how did that affect your body image growing up? Um, To be honest, I was only raised by my mom. I've never met my father. Um, So I'm not close at all to the Kuwaiti side. It's kind of something that that I talk about a lot. It wasn't until I got older, you know, and different people started coming out that were kind of um, Middle Eastern heritage that I started kind of relating to that. In Miami, there's not a big um, Middle Eastern culture. When okay. I moved to Los Angeles, um, I was introduced to, like, Israelis and Armenians and all sorts of other um, cultures that I never had ever been that close to. So it was really fun living there. I lived there for seven years, and I got to experience a little bit of Middle Eastern food, which I genuinely love. Uh, but that's about as close as I can. I, I really do relate with my Latina culture a little bit more. I was raised by my mom, which is Puerto Rican. I visit my Puerto Rican family all the time. So I I feel a tad bit closer to that side of myself. So as a Puerto Rican, growing up was um, being curvy okay because it's more acceptable to be a little curvy? I love being curvy. Growing up, um, I was always, you know, a little bit larger when I was in fourth, fifth grade. I used to be called Jolly Green Giant, but I was always – very developed um, early on, and I had to, you know, kind of accept it. And I remember watching Jennifer Lopez for the first time and just being like, oh, my God, there's someone like me in this world. And then growing up, Beyonce came out, and I started realizing how beautiful curves were. So I I grew up in the right generation where there was a lot of representation of curves, so I was able to embody that and grow with confidence as I went. So you originally moved to Los Angeles at the age of 18 to pursue a career as an actress. Now, how did that go? Um, I moved to L.A. at 18. I I used to go when I was 13 and 14 for, like, commercials and little things here and there. I always, always had a big passion for films. So it was something that I knew early on I wanted to be involved in, some sort of this industry. And I moved to L.A. when I turned 18, straight out of high school, and my mom, she's she's a high school counselor, so she was very adamant about me going to school for something. Mm-hmm. So I started going to makeup school, and in between that I had auditions here and there, but it didn't pan out quite as I expected, and it wasn't as soon enough for me. So I started doing makeup freelance, and that's when I met a friend of mine who introduced me to plus size modeling. And I tested and never did makeup again, and acting hasn't really come back up until recently. So I'm excited about a couple of different projects, but it's you know it's kind of always been my passion, and hopefully I get to kind of circle back around to that. But modeling is what happened to me first. I was just at the right place at the right time, and that took off, and I'm so thankful for it because it's such a it's amazing industry to be a part of. Well, originally, why did acting get discouraging to you? Did you feel it was not enough uh, roles well, available to you? 
You know, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I was a little bit smaller. I was um, somewhere between an 8 and a 10 as far as size is concerned, and I had always struggled really hard to stay that size. I I remember Atkins and diets and dancing classes and anything I could do to kind of stay small and petite. And to me, small, as small as small can get was like a size 8. So I I was constantly dieting and still told that I needed to be smaller and smaller and smaller. So um, to pursue only a career in acting. Yeah, to pursue acting for me. So at the time, it was just not really feasible, and it just wasn't going, you know, it wasn't picking up as fast as I wanted it to. So I took, um, I've always loved, had this passion for film, so I figured if at least I get to do makeup, I can be a part of it somehow. Oh, so you think if you couldn't be in front of the camera, you'd be behind the camera. Yeah, I just I just love all of it, to be honest. I'd be so content behind the cameras in any way just to know that I'm helping in some way contribute to films or TV or something. I just, I love it. <laughs> I don't now, know. I, re- I remember the first time I met you, I don't know if you remember, but you were actually doing my makeup for a project. I do remember. <laughs> it was for a little dating show, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like a, a sizzle reel. And so, I do remember. And so that I was introduced to you that day by Robin Crooked. And so is Robin the one who kind of exposed you to the plus modeling industry? Yes, I actually did a segment um, with Robin for the Tyra Banks show. And we were, it was something I had found on Craigslist, and it was a total random thing, like if you love your body and you're confident. And they had a segment where they showed different women's bodies, and Robin was one of the other girls who was in that segment with me. And we, you know, stayed in touch, and, you know, she was telling me about um, plus-size modeling, and I tested I did her makeup for a test shoot with Sita May, which was a photographer at the time, a big plus size photographer. Right. And she, Sita immediately, immediately was like, hey, have you ever thought of modeling? And I was like, no, nah, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I remember really the me. day when you were doing my makeup, they were like, oh, you should be a model. And you were like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, so I was why, so why were you? I, I never thought about it. You know, I was always kind of told that I wasn't skinny enough, so I never really knew plus size modeling existed. Right. And, it, you know, it was just kind of never, I never saw it. Like, there's no real tours in Miami. There's no real plus-size clothing stores out here. Like, if what I knew growing up was plus-size clothing was for older women. So I never really kind of understood the, the the market. And, you know, I wish I would have known earlier on. I would have had cuter clothes, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but it's just one of those things that never, never dawned on me. And when... I tested with Sita, and she posted them on a bulletin board. I started getting, you know, feedback, and I remember Hips and Curves reached out to ask me to work for them. And wow, so you are, everything kind of fell into your lap. Yeah, I was just at the right place at the right time, and, and Sita saw something in me that I didn't even know was there, to be honest. And I saw the potential, and I started realizing what plus-size modeling was, and I remember Crystal Wren at the time, and then I found Tara Lynn, like, on, on the Internet. It was just... I was in awe of these women and how beautiful they were, you know, being curvy and voluptuous, and I I fell in love also, and it, I'm so thankful for that because I I feel so confident with my own skin right now, and everything is just right, and I don't have to, you know, really diet, and I can live my life in in such a happy, calm calm way because I'm not struggling to be something that I'm not meant to be. So, it's, so it's really. 
your first job was with hips and curves, and so at that time you were a, a freelance model. And so what I read is an agency reached out to you as well, and that's how you got signed. Yes, I um, I remember there was a something on the internet, a plus model directory, and I I paid like I think it was thirty five dollars or something for the year, uh-huh. and this my agency at Brand had. Um, she said she never reaches out to girls, but she saw my pictures and she just she saw something that she would like to represent. And I went and met with them, and I was signed that day. And I, she's the one who went out on a limb with me, and she she's the one she booked me on tour and Forever Twenty One, and she took that journey with me and put her face. And I had no idea what I was doing. To well, be honest, been, when I first started, I was just dancing around. <laughs> well, you've been very blessed for it to happen like that because there's so many yeah. girls that want to do what you're doing and just can't get a break, and you have been very you know, blessed. I took it really serious when I realized um, what what a huge door had just opened, mm-hmm. and I, I started testing, and I remember I, I probably know almost every photographer in the Los Angeles area because I was, Ballistic. Like I would send her new pictures two, three times a week, testing constantly to figure myself out and what to do and what worked and didn't work. And so I, I became so obsessed with fashion and modeling that I'm, like I said, I'm just so thankful that it happened that way because I I live a dream that I didn't even know I had. It's it's right. beyond me. Sometimes I really think about it and I'm like, wow, you're really lucky, really blessed. I give thanks every single day because I'm in such an amazing position that I have to do positive with it and I have to, I mean, I get emails from girls all the time asking me how and I always try to respond. I I try to be really in tune with social media and with the people out there because it it is the bulletin board that CETA posted the pictures on that made the difference for me and had this Internet world not been around, I would definitely not be where I'm at. Wow, that's an amazing story. Now let's let's talk about uh, Nuvo TV's Curvy Girls for a minute. Well, now, how was your experience doing that show? Um, it was definitely an experience. Uh, <laughs> I've never really done reality TV, and and it's it's an interesting situation because you have to put your heart out there and 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 just kind of let your life be seen, and and you know you give the ability to be questioned and, and challenged and, and talked about for your personal life. And it's funny because I didn't really know what to expect when I jumped into the TV show. Mm-hmm. And I got such a positive response from people, and people were just so excited to see someone working and, and really just doing it and representing for the Curvy Girls that I am very excited for the future of the show. Now, speaking of the future of the show, is it coming back for a full season? I can't really say too much, but okay. there will be more. Okay. Um, I'm just in the beginning stages of figuring it all out myself. Okay. We just got word that it did get green-lighted, so um, there will be a full season soon. Well, congratulations on that. That's great news. Did I get a Did I get a breaking scoop on Plus Model <laughs> Radio? I think you might have. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Um, Definitely. It's going to be an exciting season, and and it's going to be a lot of fun, and there's amazing things happening for the Kirby community, and I'm pretty excited to be a part of it. Can you say if you start filming yet, or you can't say? Um, I don't know. I I think that that 
you guys will see soon where it starts. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. This is a first for me, too. Okay. <laughs> so do you have anything else coming up we can be on the lookout for? I know right now you're calling from, what, Spain, correct? No, I just got back from Spain yesterday, actually. It was um, my first real international trip over to Europe, actually, because I just shot in Barbados, too. But, yeah, I was in Spain for, like, four days shooting for ZZ, which is a company from Denmark. Mm -hmm. And I am super excited for those to come out because the locations were just phenomenal. I mean, just being there was breathtaking to me. So pretty stoked about that. And I do want everyone to look out because I'm going to be in the May issue of Glamour, um, which I just got recently here in Miami. So I'm Excited for that, and I don't know. There's just so many great things happening. I think so many. There's such a huge buzz in the Kirby community that it's it's a phenomenal year. I can already feel it. Yes, I feel it too, and I'm so excited for you. It's, it's Thank awesome. you. Thank you. I'm so excited for you. I mean, I, we were just talking how long it's been. I'm so excited for all of the things that you've done, Shanice, and you've really, really set out to be a role model, and I think you've really accomplished that over the years, and I've seen you grow into what you are now, sitting here doing an interview with you. How cool is that? (laughs) I know, I know. Well, next time we'll do an interview, it's going to be on TV. Let's claim that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Sounds good. It was a pleasure talking with you. And tell us your official website. My website is denisebideau.com, D-E-N-I-S-E. B-I-D-O-T. And you guys can check me out on Twitter and on YouTube. I have new videos coming out really soon. Well, awesome. And, again, congratulations on all your success, and we will be following you. your career you too. as you to grow. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Shanice. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. And thank you to all of my fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next week and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the Curvy community. If you're interested in advertising on our show or being a guest, visit the website at plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our fan page on Facebook at facebook.com slash plusmodelradio. I've been your host this evening. Shanice Lewis, thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.